Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Apex After Hours, live from a webcam, microphone, and video from my laptop here in a hotel room in Boston. Yeah, look, uh, obviously a crazy day, a lot to discuss, um, you know, with the really unexpected announcement of uh, the exit of Realm from Apex Legends, uh, you know, again, allegedly and reportedly. Uh, I don't believe at this point Realm has announced a, an official announcement, although, again, sources have shared that uh, there was going to be something shared today. We're still waiting for some more information, but with that said, a lot of uh, speculation, a lot going on with Realm uh, reportedly and allegedly uh, exiting Apex Legends and canceling Solo Queue and Team Queue. What does this mean for the scene? Um, TBD, there's a lot to discuss in terms of the, the void that that leaves in the Apex Legends community. Why a lot of speculation overall uh, and not a lot of information. So a lot to discuss. And with that, look, I'm not going to be here by myself discussing all of the above. I'm really, really blessed and grateful to have Minus Tempo joining me, someone who has meant a lot to this community for years now, has stepped up as a community leader in this scene um, for on multiple occasions, whether it's hosting scrims or the Oversight Pro League or many other things. Uh, he's going to help kind of get na navigate and guide us through the conversation, at least with what we know today and throughout the entirety of this discussion. Um, uh, first things first, Tempo, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I know we're all a little bit left in the dark in terms of what's happening and not a whole lot to kind of report on or talk through yet. But we're all trying to navigate this you know, as a community and kind of figure out and at least provide what we know in terms of information of what has happened so far. How are you doing today? Uh, good. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. on. Um, I'll provide, I guess, info where I can and what I think uh, is going to happen long term, just Apex community wise for casuals, for pros, uh, for everyone else involved and then go from there, I guess. That's right. Uh, first things first. Um, I don't know. Listen, we, we put this together here. I just literally arrived to my hotel room in, in Boston. I'm on, I'm on travel for work. Uh, for those that know, I was up late till like 2 a.m. streaming last night, took a 4 a.m. flight or 5 a.m. flight to Boston. I've been in meetings all day. It's been a crazy day, uh, but obviously a really, really big announcement. Look, this is the equivalent of, um, you know, a, a major league or a component of the UFC or, uh, or a major open in tennis or golf. Uh, uh, folding. And obviously we all know Realm has, has filled such an important role for this community. A lot of discussion for what Realm has meant and done for the community. And uh, for this to kind of come out of nowhere is, is a bit unexpected given the success of Realm. So look, we want to just discuss that. Um, I don't know what Chrono has prepared in terms of graphics or assets, but first things first, I want to talk about kind of the timetable of events today in terms of what happened, um, some tweets that were live and uh, you know the timetable of what we know so far. Um, Tempo, again, you're not the, the authority. We were hoping to kind of have uh, Eric Faust on the show to talk through his perspective on, on what all went down. But um, around four, five, six o'clock Eastern, uh, again, I don't know the exact timestamps, um, sources started coming uh, that Realm was sharing amongst a variety of pro players and individuals in the community that uh, solo queue was going to be canceled um, and po or, or postponed, uh, I believe indefinitely. Team Q, which was expected to launch this week, announced last week or the week before, was uh, shared that it was not going to be launched this week. It is also indefinitely postponed. Uh, reasons as to why, again, only speculation amongst the community, but that's kind of what we know so far. And in terms of what, what that means for the community, that, that's what's important to discuss here. Um, I think the goal was, and I, yeah, so I immediately kind of reported what I had heard in terms of multiple sources sharing the information um, that this was happening. And... A response was posted by the official Realm account. Um, I don't know if you have that tweet live to be able to share uh, live on stream. Uh, Chrono will either confirm whether or not we can kind of show that or showcase whether or not he has that available. Uh, but a response was shared saying, look, it's it, it, uh, speculation was sharing that it was either, was it wallet-based, was it crypto-based? We don't know the kind of reason for it. Um, 
rumors had kind of sourced and shared that Realm was backed by cryptocurrency investors. Obviously, cryptocurrency has been in a tumultuous time for the last few months. Um, Tempo, I know you can't comment, obviously, officially on kind of what the reasoning was, but uh, I think there was uh, either some confirmation or online uh, information that that there was crypto involved here. Any thoughts that you want to share on the matter? Um, well, as far as why, as far as why I think they put a temporary hold on uh, both Solo Q and Team Q. So they never said, I, I'm pretty sure they never stated that Team Q was supposed to start this week. They mentioned that they were going to announce like announce Team Q just in general uh, at some point this in March or in May, sorry, I'm a completely different month. Um, but so they announced that Team Q was gonna take place, uh, just not when. And then as far as solo queue uh, going on hold, I think that just had to do with the fact that a week from now ranked, it, that whole ranked rework, rework is gonna happen. And if their investors are really looking at their base and how many people are playing, all of a sudden you have this new rank system with no RP, uh, but instead uh, LP, um, as well as changes to entry fee and what level you can start ranking at and stuff like that. They're going to lose a lot of players from their two to eight Eastern uh, block, right? Um, so I feel like it could be a possibility that they're just preparing in advance for it. They want to see how it goes. Uh, if I was in their shoes, I necessarily wouldn't have pulled the plug this early um, just because Realm was a really Realm was a really good thing for the pros. Like for the past three weeks, they three four weeks or however long it went, they could not play ranked, uh, just due to all the issues that were plaguing it, along with like uh, cheaters, DDoSers, um, slow mo, everything. And the only exit, the only way they could even stream or just play for fun was Realm. And if Realm wasn't there at the time, Apex would be in a worse position, like a much worse position. Um, but yes, they have announced that there are rank changes coming season for season 17, but we still don't know how that how that's actually going to pan out because it's all theoretical as far as the system that they have in place, right? And everyone's saying, "Hey, this is this is the change we needed. This is going to be great," but. It's like I said, it's theoretical. You don't know. Uh, it might be a fact where Realm, the system that Realm had was still much better than what comes in season 17, right? And all of a sudden, we don't have Realm anymore, which is not good in that case. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think everything just moved a little, little quick, um, but there are large uh, changes happening all over the place. So I think that's why. Yeah, it's it's good perspective, and you know, I want to circle back on a couple of topics you raised. Um, I think there's a variety of discussions that were had on whether or not Realm was good for the community. It sounds like you you just made a really firm stance, and like I agreed with you live on the after hour show. And this is actually sorry, thank you, Corona, for pulling this up. This was the you know original tweet that kind of shared the screenshot that was shared with players saying, just so it doesn't come as a shock, uh, we will be canceling slash pausing the solo queue after today. After the feedback from the community on both sides, it's clear. This is not working the way we had hoped. Um, we are also going to be putting a hold on Team Q, which was announced last week. We had hoped we had originally planned to launch on May fifteenth. Uh, we will keep you updated as things change here. 
We'll be announcing all of this on Twitter this evening. As of tomorrow, you won't be able to queue on Realm. So queuing on Realm will be no more as of tomorrow. And announcement on Twitter was uh, promised, at least in this message to the pro community in Discord. With Season 17 rank changes, if you can keep that up, Kronos, I can keep reading. With Season 17 rank changes, uh, I believe there was a kind of a note that there's a lot to come, a lot of exciting content coming to Apex for you to grind. Thank you for playing Realm, and we uh, wish you the best in your esports career, which sounds fairly definitive. As an aside, we will start paying you out over the next week or two, obviously, uh, you know, commending Realm for, for that, making sure to kind of honor their payments and their commitments that were made, so they'll pay them over the next week or two. There were lots of people working behind the scenes to try and make this work out, uh, to try and make this not work out. Oh, sorry, I misread that. There were lots of people working behind the scenes to try and make this not work out. So at some point, we need to exit with some respect. So that was the message that was communicated. Tempo, obviously, again, we don't know the, the full reasoning, but reading between the lines there, any thoughts that you have? Um, I think it was more of a more of the fact that, so this ha this has happened in Apex before where it's like, the players are playing a new uh, with a brand new toy uh, for the first few weeks, few, first few days. It's like best thing ever for everyone. Uh, but eventually, it starts to get to the point where a good chunk of the players and the viewers are complaining. Um, and that's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot because now you're putting yourself at risk of what happens if this season 17 rank system is not good at all, right? Um, there, I know that there was a council working with uh, Realm as far as trying to make sure the ranking system was viable. They, I know they had a few, I think, I remember hearing that they had a few different options where it's like, I think three different options um, as far as how they could implement the rank system. And they tried all three at one point um, in, in various weeks, but and then what he's essentially saying is that there were three solutions. None of them really worked out. Everyone, a lot of people are bashing us. So we're exiting um, the apex scene, I guess, in a sense. Um, so that's what I'm getting from it. It sucks because Realm was much needed. And I think the biggest thing was um, Realm was originally going to do team queue and they were going to um, happen at the same time at the same time as scrims and when i found that out i told the players hey like if if he's running if realm is running the team queue with the 20 regional teams and you guys have a chance to get paid for it by all means like you guys are making money so go for it right and that was going to be really good because it's either scrims with no money or you can play realm scrims which is the exact same thing just Pool, right and that will kind of get people to take it a little more seriously because there is money on the line um but unfortunately i guess that's not happening um who knows if that'll happen come may 15th uh, but i guess we'll just have to wait and see and wait and see what realm says on that matter as well yeah and that, yeah that's what's interesting is you know i think there's some definitive wording used and some non-definitive wording you know postponed versus canceled and then we have to exit with some respect. Many people were, you know, working against this to not work. Um, so I think there's some uh, messaging that is contradictory, and that's where there's some confusion. That's where just it's all speculation right now. And look, um, some good info here. This is where you know Cutnoid last week revealed 
uh, that starting next week, Realm will launch the Champions League. I mean, this seemed really interesting, Chrono. Oh, sorry, uh, Tempo, right? Champions League, Pro League is ending. Um, scrims, obviously, are diminishing returns and some energy not participating and other teams not taking it serious. The fact that teams had a chance to then compete in a Champions League for money, which is essentially we're glorified scrims, but actually competing for a purpose, giving people meaning, was, was a good thing. And I, I keep hearing repeatedly from you, you, you really do think that Realm is a platform giving players the opportunity to get paid and giving people the opportunity to practice for money was a good thing overall. Uh, so that, you know, could you see why this would come as a shocker given the fact that the Champions League, you know, leak from Cutmode last week seemed like everything was heading in a positive direction? Um, I guess just because I don't know exactly where their funding is from um, and who their investors are, there is a chance that they saw all this bad PR from uh, the players themselves. And then I also remember reading a tweet where um, essentially, the biggest players weren't playing Realm. And the biggest players weren't playing Realm because the rank system was not what they had hoped. Uh, the players are used to playing with essentially pros. But if you're playing with only pros, the downside of that is you're going to have long queue times. But that's pretty much exactly how it works in League of Legends, right? Like you're in the top echelon of pro players in League, you're, you actually have what, 15, 30 minute queue times in between games. Um, and that's going to force you to take the game more seriously because you can only play one game an hour almost. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, Realm was a good thing. Uh, if, it, if it kept going, it would have been nice. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, there, there is a way out from here, I, I would say. Um, but it's going to take a lot of work from not just the players, but also the public, uh, viewers, um, and then having the right people working on the right systems. Because essentially, the tweet that you guys are seeing now is because players didn't enjoy playing with people that essentially weren't anywhere near their level. Um, the issue, the biggest issue with their rank system was that it worked on vouchers. And when the moment you introduce vouching for someone, that, that takes into account a person's opinion of another person, right? Like, how are you going to get a fair judgment on a person's uh, skill level? Because, like, I'm not going to go to my friend who I've been playing with a long time, and maybe we're both diamond, but it's like, hey, you suck. You're silver. I don't want to play with you. Right. If he asks to play and he's like, I'm, I can hold my own kind of thing. Like, yeah, the true friend thing would be to say, yeah, you suck. No, you shouldn't be playing in this. But it's like, I, I still do want to play with my friend from time to time. Right. Um, yeah. Like the whole vouching system was where things went wrong, as well as their original entry into their uh, realm, into the entire realm league was based off of your previous rank. The issue with that is your basic, the issue with that is that, that means your foundation is built on the original rank system that Apex had, which we all know was broken to begin with, right? Like anyone, anyone with a remote amount of gun skill and enough time could hit masters. And that was the cutoff for NA, masters. Like I'm, I'm horrible 
at the I have I have good game sense. I'm horrible at the game. My gun skill is probably a silver slash gold at best, but with enough time, I could have even made it into master. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that and that's yeah, and that's uh, the foundation of the rank system was based on something that wasn't working already anyway. Yep. And that, and that that's what's interesting, right? Um a couple things I want to dig into a little bit and get you know just get your take on. Uh one something you said a bit ago, but we'll we'll circle back to that in a second in terms of um of you know where things funding where funding came from and how Realm was gonna survive from a financial perspective, because they were investing a lot of money into this. Um two, uh you mentioned, yeah, the, the topic at hand is how people had a chance to compete in Realm. Um there was a vouch system. For those that don't know, explain again in detail, what was the system in which people could then enter the realm and participate? Or why wasn't it open to the community? For NA, um, you had to have a minimum, you had to either have, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the exact, um, I guess, bar, bar line or whatever you want to, I don't know what you call it, um, exact like minimum threshold where you need to be able to qualify. Um, but I was told for NA, it's you had to either have been a mass multiple multiple masters or pred, or in challenger circuit or in pro league, obviously, right? Uh, for EMEA, it was a little bit higher. I think I think you had to be a pred player. Um, but again, if the requirement was masters, anyone with enough time could have gotten it. But then on top of that, they also introduced the vouching system where it's like, oh, I've played with my friend a lot. Um, he's not as good as I am, but he's good. But from a, a third party person's point of view, like with no feelings at all attached to that person, maybe he actually isn't that good, right? And I'm just seeing it with like, instead of beer goggles, friend goggles or whatever you call it. Um, and then if enough people get in through that system, all of a sudden the entire like player base is half trash, half good. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's why that doesn't work. Like it had to be, I, I don't, I don't know what the perfect solution is there. Um, you just had to in, invite enough players to the point where groups would eventually sit separate themselves given enough time. But in order to do that, you need a proper ranking system to begin with. And it just wasn't there, I guess. And you're saying basically basing it off of the in-game ranked rank system in oh, Apex, yeah. that doesn't work. which is basically, does not work. Basically, based on the fact that it's your rank points yeah. are a testament of how much time you put in. It's not necessarily exactly. a measurement The of only skill. season that had any amount of skill involved was season 13 split one when all the people who grinded to masters for like hours and hours on end could all of a sudden not get out of plat. And then my guess is they got, so they got angry and like they couldn't handle that, like that truth that, oh, maybe I'm not as good as I, I thought I was, right? Um, and then that, I think that's why they eventually reverted back to the old system. Uh, I can't, like I said, I can't say, I can't say that for sure. But I feel like that's what ended up happening with the official rank system anyway. Um, the biggest thing is being told like you were a masters or pred at one point, but when things got harder, you couldn't get out of plat. And people can't take that not personally, right? 
don't, don't get angry. Yeah, makes makes total sense. Um, I want to I want to touch on you know, one thing that was a bit of a shock to me. You know, Ravens in chat. Thank you, Raven, for the insight, and you mentioned it a little bit too. Just the topic of realm seemingly was on an upward spiral, right? We we heard a lot about around their new user acquisition. They were growing significantly. A lot of people were interested. A lot of pros were playing. It become, became a part of the daily grind of pro players. Um, but then there's also now kind of Raven and other reports saying that realm lobbies were at a bit of a lull last week. So what's the truth there? I mean, is there any validity to the fact that that, that realm was starting to slow down? And do you think that I might be like, a reason for it? Yeah, or I feel like it was starting to slow down. But again, it's because too many people were being let in. And people were being let in so that the queue times would be faster. But the downside of that was now you have maybe, because there were multiple lobbies um, where it was like one pro and two amateurs who maybe got to masters like uh, by just grinding enough hours against a team with three, a, a team with three, three pros or even two pros and one uh, amateur, right? Then if you have enough of those like gaps between skill level, you're going to have people getting annoyed and angry. And that, that was just ine inevitable at that point. Um, I know a few, few of the bigger pros definitely just stopped playing completely uh, because of that. Um, and then I think that made, that had a big effect uh, on Realm itself. Yep. Yeah, um, would love your take. And obviously, again, you, you don't work for Realm, you don't have the full insight. Was there any insight shared on obviously a lot of money was invested into the scene, you know, prize pools, paying pros to compete. Um, I don't know if we have the tweet live, but there was uh, an announcement of like two lands, $150,000 prize pool each, or I might be wrong about that. Sorry, I'm trying to pull the, pull the official tweet. Basically a lot of money that was kind of thrown into this. And actually here it is. Yeah, $4,000 Realm Chapter 1 contest, over $300,000 in prizing for Chapter 1 of the Realm Pro League. Uh, we want to get Apex Legends fans involved. Make sure to follow. One winner gets two thousand dollars each. Uh, we have a hundred thousand reasons, yada yada yada. So a lot of money, you know. Here you go. In the far left, season one of Realm Solo Q League kicks off on April first. Hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars in prizing per region. So that's a lot of money. You know, hundred fifty thousand dollars prize pool, over three hundred thousand overall. Four thousand, you know, Realm Chapter One contest, etc. Um, any perspective on where that money was coming from, and then any any perspective that you've heard or understood on how they were planning to recoup that money and, and operate as a business. Well, I mean, everyone kind of knows, or I guess, I guess it's floated around a lot um, as far as where the money was originally being sourced from. Um, and the general consensus is that it is crypto backed, right? Um, their platform and their game, their ranking system uh, ties into something like that very easily. Um, and the biggest, the biggest thing was that how did they all of a sudden have all this money to put into um, Apex, which is by uh, if you if you compare Apex to any other esports title, Apex is small, right? It's like so why would you be investing that much money into Apex when everyone else in the industry is pulling out? And like I'm not talking about just orgs; like sponsors are pulling out left and right for everything. Um, the for oversight. Um, I've been in talks with a bunch of potential sponsors. We had a few lined up prior to the end of 2022, uh, lined up for 2023. 
but with everything going on in the esports industry and all of a sudden everyone's Q1, Q2 budget has been slashed and the um, marketing spend, which is what uh, sponsoring Apex, Apex events would have been, was either cut completely or reduced significantly. Um, everyone was looking towards, hey, maybe we'll have something available for Q3, Q4, but that's a big maybe that we can give. And then all of a sudden, when everyone's in that situation, um, Realm coming in with a million dollars. Like, is, is it too good to be true? Question um, is what comes up. On that note, did you hear from any pros? I know you're obviously close to the scene. There's a pro core that you, you, you organized, help run scrims, et cetera. Did you hear any insight from pros in terms of, uh, obviously it sounds like they're going to pay out fully, which is you know, again commendable and um, it's a good thing that they're doing that, about how the pros were getting paid? Uh, they are now getting paid out via PayPal. Um, so, I mean, Realm is potentially pulling out permanently, uh, but all the players that have played up until this point are supposedly getting paid via PayPal. So, I mean, they, the amount of content that drove that they drove towards Realm, at least they're still winning uh, something out of it, which is good for the players. And except that is good for players, the fact that they've kind of committed to paying through. Where do the you know there's kind of sources and reports? Any idea where the where the word came from that pay that pay payout was not through PayPal originally, or did you hear anything otherwise? Um, originally, yeah, the PayPal there. So the PayPal was a backup plan. Originally, they would have to sign up um, and create an account on the Realm site, uh, create a wallet on the Realm site, and then withdraw money that way. And then by connecting it. By connecting their online wallet to their bank. Gotcha. So that, that was the original kind of what was yeah. at least reported and shared. There was a, there was a wallet, digital wallet that was connected. They had to prove identity, and then that seemingly was reverted. Uh, how how long ago was that reverted? Oh, that part I have no idea. Okay, interesting. But that's just what you heard in terms of in terms of yeah. from sources or pros. Yeah, it very that's interesting. Um, Shifting, shifting gears a little bit, that's, you know, like we want to make sure to kind of address what, what we've heard at least. Uh, shifting gears a little bit as we get a couple more um, assets ready for y'all. Um, I want to talk about the void that Realm filled. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Um, there were a lot of kind of rumors and opinions shared that Realm was replacing scrims. Realm was replacing <laughs> oversight nights. Realm was, you know, scheduling their events to be on the same time as oversight um, and that you were upset about that. Uh, can you clarify, was there any level of you that thought that that was a bad thing for the scene? Or was there any party that thought that there was, there was bad, inherent bad in that? Or I've heard you I say mean, repeatedly, and I said the same thing, that realm was good for the scene for many reasons. Personally, yeah, it, it like, I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't suck, right? Like, I've been uh, working with uh, running scrims, uh, running events for a while now. Um, and yeah, if realm comes in and had... Uh, run their team queues and run events. Um, for me, yeah, personally, it does suck. But like, it's my sole purpose has been always put the players needs and make sure the players are covered before mine. So if players are if script if team queue is happening, if realm is hosting tournaments, and they're getting paid out, then by all means, go for it, right? I'll let you do everything you need to. Um, and I'll be there if you need help. 
because uh, the players are getting paid out and that is the end goal. Um, I'm getting a salary from TSM. It's not like I was making uh, money through running scrims. So if the players have a way of uh, essentially playing paid scrims, then I, I was definitely open to it. Um, my biggest concern is always, or has been and will always be, making sure that the player's brand and the players themselves are protected. Because a lot of the a lot of the people in Apex are still fairly young um, when it comes to just life, life, life experiences, right? When it comes to finances, branding, all that stuff. And if you screw up early and tarnish your own brand early to your viewers, to your fans, then that doesn't bode well for your long-term career post-Apex. Um, and making sure that the players are covered in those aspects is going to always be my priority because, like I said, uh, when COVID hit, I jumped into Apex and just everyone in Apex uh, has put their trust in me. All the players have put their trust in me, so they're all essentially family, right? And taking care of them, making sure that they aren't um, messed, they aren't messed around with. Um, and making sure that they're not taken advantage of is one of my bigger priorities. Yeah. And um, I respect that tremendously. I think uh, a lot of people know you, they know the role you play, they see your name in Discord, they see your name brought from pros, that I think maybe they don't know the full extent of the role you play for the community. Um, you, you know, I don't think at any point you were ever trying to monetize scrims or make a business out of scrims, right? Like you were doing that literally just to give the pros a chance to compete, give them an even, even playing field. Yeah, because I mean, uh, back then it was uh, G something I can't remember. <laughs> they were, yeah, there we go. GLL, yeah, right? G yeah. GLL was running running scrims, um, and then when they eventually backed out, there was no one there to cover, no like neutral party to cover, um, and this was before I got hired by before I got hired to TSM. So I figured, hey, why not? Um, I can just AFK run the scrims, do the scores, just be there to do the uh, repetitive work. And then you guys will continue, continue, continue to have your practice and just keep me posted on what you guys want out of scrims um, and kind of make it a democracy as far as all the decisions that are being made with the scrims themselves. And actually, walk us through, for those that don't know, walk us through that. I mean, it's been a, people don't realize, obviously, Realm has come and now potentially gone. We're waiting to hear the, the official verdict. GLL came and went. Um, there was, you know, Kangarna was getting involved at some point. There was Series E. I mean, it's been a, quite the journey for us over the last three, four years. I don't think people realize that. So, like, you know, without giving too much detail, um, just give us the kind of quick history of, like, all these orgs that have come and gone and, and what the difference between those orgs and what they're doing is compared to like what you've done with scrims and oversight. Um, for, for as far as I know, it's been basically entities, corporations, you know, coming yeah. in trying to see if they can build a platform, which is not a bad thing inherently, right? It's okay if the players are getting paid, but not all of them have maybe been above board. So I'd love your take on kind of the history of how we got here. Well, I guess just it was GLL, uh, then ESA, then BFC, and then now Realm. Um, but when you really put it together, all all four of those, uh, they're all businesses, right? So their priority is we need to have a we need to make a bottom line. We need to profit. 
somehow, right? And try at this stage of where Apex is as an esport, that is going to be difficult to do. But if you try to force profit, you're giving up maybe the quality, maybe um, the put it not not players rights but it's like you're inconveniencing the players in some way um as well as maybe the quality of the scrims or the quality of the tournaments because there are things that need to be cut or things that need to be done in order to make a profit um, maybe once it's a once apex becomes a tier one esport kind of like league of legends or dota then it's possible but at the current time you can't do that um and me coming in like i i like i said i got hired by tsm but before that i was a learning center instructor i did tutoring and that's where all all of my money came from right so i wasn't relying on i didn't need to make money out of scrims or hosting events uh, for the first year and a half i would help host events and things like that um, just so that i could help and make sure that the players are taken care of lobbies are run quickly um, format is always going to be in a setting where the players can have their practice for ALGS on top of being able to play in these money tournaments. And I think that's where the biggest difference lies. Like GLL um, wasn't making enough, like their expenses, their overhead was higher than their uh, what they were making. So that's probably why they backed out of Apex. Maybe they just didn't see a future. With Apex either, Siri, uh, Siri, or Esports Arena uh, and Series E. I've talked to those guys as well. They are staying in the Apex scene and they've got plans for the future. Um, they mentioned some of it to, uh, to me when we t last talked, and I think it's great that they're staying in. Um, their Series E events were always great. They brought up tons of new talent, like um, uh, like Evan who's, or Verhulst, who's on the team. Um, I'm glad that they're staying in, and I hope that there is a way that we can work together. The biggest problem there was that their Series E-sponsored teams were not all teams that were in ALGS. So when those teams had to be involved, it's kind of like with Realm, where it's like, now we're involving players that are never, that rarely have a chance to even, that had a chance, but couldn't even break into pro league or challenger circuit right um last split they had five sponsored teams and intel was the only one that got into pro league uh their remaining four teams were in challenger circuit and not even uh, at the top of the top so when they when the pros are forced to play with these teams who couldn't make challenger circuit that's where that model became an issue um but like i said I've talked to the esports arena guys. They have they have planned something out for the future, and it sounds promising. And I hope like I hope we can work together. Um, is probably as much as I can say there. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. Uh, businesses need to make a bottom line, and that's again that's something that the players or creators might not all realize, right? Just because they're younger, they're new to the they're new to the industry. Like even being three, four years in, that's still relatively new to the industry, right? Um, and maybe they don't see, they see it from their point of view as a streamer or a content creator, but they don't see it from the business's point of view, which is where the disconnect happens. And 
that's when all the Twitter bashing happens as well. Yeah, and um, that, that's interesting, right? Obviously, that, that, that was the case. Nerd Street Gamers came in, right? Nerd Street got really invested, did a lot of events, and struggled. I mean, and, and part of the reality here is, like, there's a lot of eyes on Realm. This is not meant to be a Realm bash conversation by any means. Um, this is meant to be an open discussion around why Realm exited, which, which is still unknown, after they seemingly had a lot of momentum, great user base, great user acquisition. Um, but then also, just a discussion around the state of the community, because you're right. GLL, Nerd Street Gamers, uh, a variety, ESA, obviously, Series E, Knights Arena. There's been a variety of entities in Apex Legends that have come in and tried to organize third-party events. I actually, John Fazio, the CEO of Nerd Street Gamers, obviously, they've gone through a hard time. You had, had um, I think, had, had openly shared some of the struggles in getting support, uh, you know, to be able to run these events. And the reality is, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if we have a uh, not the middle tier graphic, but a different graphic of just the state of the esports community and the reality of esports versus traditional sports is the publishers, developers own the IP and basically can license and choose who they license that third party, that license to for third parties. As long as that exists, that'd be like the NFL or that'd be like tennis. The best probably analogy is to use is tennis. That'd be like someone owning the IP and rights to tennis as a sport and saying that. Miami Open, the Cincinnati Open, the real the Madrid Open, and all these third-party tournaments, hundreds, thousands that are organized around the world, can't run those events, can't make profit from it unless they get a, a license through us. Um, that means that people can't support the, the growth of local scenes, local communities, grassroots, um, and growth is really uh, hamstrung. And um, obviously, you've seen third-party events like the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, that are Grand Slams, but smaller events grow in the tennis scene. Same thing with golf and others. So all that to say, uh, your thoughts on that, Chrono? Or sorry, Tempo is—is um, is it is it impossible for a third-party entity to come in and thrive in not just Apex but esports in general without publisher-developer support, or do you think that there's a way that they can? I mean, from my end personally, um, as far as like support from EA and Respawn, I've gotten a ton since the very beginning, right? Um, so I don't. I I want to say, like EA and Respawn are helping out, but not monetarily, right? Like it's up to whoever is coming in to be able to figure out how can we properly monetize this uh, with the players being with our the players that are actually involved and the content creators that are actually being involved enjoying what they're playing in, right? Like EA and Respawn are doing what they what they need to. They have. They've been providing codes, providing support. Uh, I've seen Play Apex, Play Apex Esports, liking, retweeting events uh, left and right. They're doing all of that, but in the end, it is still up to whoever is behind the scenes working on it to figure out how can I monetize this without alienating myself. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like. Everyone wants to put the blame on EA uh, and respawn in that aspect, but it's like it's not their. Why should they have to cater towards every single person? Every single person that's coming in, and they have no obligation to put money into every single event, right? And it shouldn't be that way. Um, like if you're trying to organize events, figure out a way to get to sponsors. Connect with. Uh, friends, family who might be able to network you with uh, companies and other businesses 
that might be interested, right? Um, you have to go out and do the legwork yourself. You can't just be like, hey, I want to host a 30K tournament. Um, EA will give you the code, or EA and uh, Respawn will give you the codes and like how to set up the servers and all that stuff and give you suggestions. But you can't just be like, okay, can you give me the 30K now too, right? In what world does that make sense? Yeah, I, that's a very valid point. You know, I, I ultimately agree with that. And I think at the end of the day, that's where there's a struggle. Um, a lot of entities, GLL, others have come, ESA, others have come in, uh, Nerd Street, that are for-profit companies trying to find a way to monetize in esports. And it's a really tough thing. The esports industry right now is in a difficult spot. CLG and many others going under. And the only ones that have stuck around and succeeded and thrived have been community-driven by the community for the community events. And you've spoken to that, right? Everything that you've done with scrims, everything you've done with oversight have all been widely re received by the community and great content. But at the end of the day, you're doing that to support the growth of the Apex community because you are a member of this community and you want to make a meaningful deposit in Apex Legends. So we become not just a five-year esport, but a 10 or 15-year esport. Yeah, I mean... I think when, when, when company... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, the plan, the long-term, I guess, grand master plan is to put Apex at the same level and above what league of legends is uh as an esport right i, I would yep. i would love for sure. apex to be that massive um and it, it can be done it just you just need the right people in the right places that's right that's right agreed and i think it, i see dubs in the chat for the, for that comment I completely agreed and i think at the end of the day that's the goal right it's been really clear the goal for apex legends there's two goals one to be the most watched fps title in the world two to be a tier one esport alongside the League of Legends, um, perhaps the Dota's, the CSGOs of the world. And I think we're really close. We're right on the brink. The game has grown significantly, and that's why we need more by the community for the community initiatives. Now, the, the struggle is corporations, companies, entities, investors come in, and um, it's a healthy thing. It's not a bad thing. Just because they're a corporation does not mean they're evil. They, uh, you know, you need entrepreneurship, you need innovation for a scene to grow, you need an ecosystem for a scene to grow. TSM is a corporation, um, right? So it's not a bad thing inherently, but um, the fact that they continually are struggling, I think, is a state of the esports industry as a whole and the reality of the IP ownership issue. Ultimately, one of the biggest challenges in Apex right now, though, is, is this middle tier challenge. And I, you know, I tweeted this a couple months ago. Realm responded to this tweet, and little did I know at the time what Realm was, what Realm was doing. I'd love to pull that graphic up if we have it. Really, the core you know challenge to help Apex grow right now is opening the funnel up uh, for the Apex Legends scene and solving this middle tier pyramid challenge, which basically says there's the top tier of competition, and you know it's small graphics here, but the top tier is LGS, the, which is the 0 0.01 or the 0.1 percent. The bottom tier is ranked, which is everybody else, 99 percent, but the middle tier is non-existent as it currently stands, or at least before Realm. Um, and Realm, I don't think necessarily solved this, but what about the people that play ranked but wanna take that to the next level? They wanna compete in tournaments. Um, we obviously didn't have customs for a while. Now that custom lobbies exist, that's opened things up quite significantly. And I think it's starting to change that, that the 99% ranked tier is becoming maybe 80 or 90% and middle tiers are having a chance to play in custom lobbies like the Timmy Scrims or the Apex Rising Community Customs. That's a good thing, but ultimately, if we don't open up that funnel and, funnel and solve for the middle tier, um, you know, organizations and other games. For example, when I competed growing up in, in Gears and Halo, there was game battles. GameBattles.com gave you a chance. Face it in Counter-Strike, many other platforms. I think Realm seemed, and they responded to that tweet, seemingly was going to help solve that 
and it seemed like they were heading down that path. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree because it, it gave a lot of a lot of up and coming players uh, who were good at the game, but maybe they just necessarily didn't have a three stack to play ranked with consistently to the point where oh now I'm in the top fifty pred. Um, I, I get access to things like the top 50 discord, uh, et cetera. I can now try and play with players who are pros, uh, and maybe I'm, I, I'm just a diamond who hasn't been found, but now through realm, I did get, uh, I did get found, I guess. Yep. That's right. And um, completely agreed. What was interesting to me is it seemed like their user acquisition numbers were growing. We talked about it. We already covered the fact that you had to be a Predator level player in NA and then Masters level player in EU to, to kind of qualify for Realm, to enter the Realm. It was kind of reserved for the top tier, maybe the top 1%. Um, I thought the next logical step was that they were going to solve that middle tier problem. They were going to open it up and anyone could jump into Realm and anyone can compete at your ELO, at your skill level. Um, and you, you kind of see that here. That never happened. Instead, announcement today that kind of shocked the world. Um, one thing I'd love to showcase, though, is you know, back to the topic of what, what was Realm, what was Realm trying to solve, which kind of led to some of the speculation and discussion today, and honestly, some of the uh, tweets today that were shared, uh, was a description of Realm as a company. And this is, I believe, either taken from Realm's website or a, a, a corporate or, or, or internet-wide public description of Realm. Once we have that tweet up, we can kind of share it. I could read through it and speak through it if I can here in a second, with, which really revolved around uh, what was Realm trying to do? How was Realm trying to fit a void? I don't think there's anything bad inherently in this. Again, there's nothing bad inherently in a corporation, a for-profit organization trying to innovate and trying to solve the middle tier challenge. And I actually had a chance to talk to Faust and was, was all in. And I was, you know, obviously supported vocally on the after hour shows and others and their ability to solve that. Um, what led to that discussion today and some of the speculation was really this description, which is Realm builds digital products and services after acquiring licenses from AAA gaming content providers Realm holds licenses with AAA gaming companies like Electronic Arts, as well as leading content creators such as Clicks. So you own licenses with leading content creators, which is Clicks. Our digital products include our core technology Realm, which is an event scoring infrastructure for digital esports leagues and tournaments. In addition, Realm also produces an NFT platform called Dropper, which enables content creators to create digital collectible experiences around their historical content. Um, I think the original, if I'm reading between the lines here, the reality here is. I think originally, and there's you've already kind of shared, I think it's either public knowledge or it's known, Realm was backed by cryptocurrency investors. And originally the vision for Realm was to build an esports platform and then monetize that through NFTs. Uh, do you think that's a fair statement from what you read there and what you've gathered? From that paragraph, yeah. I mean- from that paragraph, yeah, in that description. Yeah, that description, yeah. Their plan, I would assume, was to use player stats um, and then create those uh, NFTs on Dropper. But yep. we all know that EA is a hard pass on anything crypto NFT related. So I think it was just a matter of time. Right. And you know, pulling that up again, I just noticed an insane snapdown rate. I thought he wasn't even streaming because he was in our Discord actually chatting with us. Uh, thank you, Snapdown, for that. Thank everybody for joining. Yeah, this is kind of the description here, right? And this is where there's this is where speculation has been created is like, what what is the truth? What's going on? Until we kind of hear an official statement from Realm, we won't necessarily know. Uh, but, you know, this this description here taken from a public website, a description of Realm as a company about building digital products and services, acquiring licenses from gaming companies like Electronic Arts and leading content creators like Clicks, I mean, acquiring a license of a person in Clicks. And then digital products include Core Technology Realm, which was basically the Realm ELO system, with an NFT platform called Dropper, 
which enables content creators to enable digital collectible experiences and NFT platform uh, around their historical content. Um, so I think if I'm reading between the lines, what happened there and, you know, obviously all speculation we're waiting for, again, we, we've said it, we've waiting for a word out there and we'll show a couple of tweets that, um, you know, I've showcased that, but all speculation is that that was the original vision. And again, um, supposedly their, their, their backers, their investors were crypto companies. They had all this money we showcased earlier, all the money that they were throwing into the scene to pay for champions league, to pay for, uh, upcoming land tournaments. They they announced two or three land tournaments worth hundred thousand dollar plus prize pools. Um, and there was seemingly, it was, it was really exciting. It seemed like it was almost too good to be true. Where's this money coming from? How are they going to make the money back? Obviously money is not just never ending. Uh, the cryptocurrency industry has gone through, you know, quite the tumultuous time the last couple of years and months in particular. And with that, I'm sure came pressure from those investors. Again, all speculation here. So, and then on top of that, you mentioned EA, I think has taken a public stance, I believe, you know, that, that uh, they're not going to use NFTs or blockchain or crypto to kind of monetize their games. You mentioned that earlier. Is that is that something you've either just heard through hearsay or speculation, or is that something well, that EA, EA has taken a public just, stance on? Well, EA has uh, strictly, ALGS in particular has said uh, anything to do with gambling, crypto or alcohol is not allowed, right? Uh, that's that's in their um, on their on the Battlefly website in like the uh, their document in their PDF. So that that's where I'm getting yeah. that from. And got it. Being crypto, obviously, that's one of the things that's not going to work. Yep, that makes sense. You know, so again, I think there's a world where that was the original plan. You know, whether or not, and, and you read that in, in the original post, the post that was leaked and shared uh, to the community of you know, there was people actively working against us working or something along those lines. Um, you know, it seems like their original plans you know, had to be shifted a little bit. They had to kind of shift business model. And uh, at the end of the day, they had to find a way to kind of compensate for all the money that they were paying and putting into the scene. And, and that's where it leads back to the problem that we shared, which is third-party tournament organizers like GLL and many others that have tried. Um, it's, hard, it's hard. It's hard to monetize esports in general. Um, the industry in, in general is in a bit of a bubble. And we all know that. Um, this is the message that was posted today. For those that are just joining us, we'll just read it again. Hey, all the pros in EMEA and NA, just so it doesn't come out as much of a shock, we'll be canceling, pausing the solo queue after today, after the feedback from the community on both sides. It's clear this is not working the way we had hoped. So this is not working the way they had hoped, um, which is kind of what led to that speculation. You're also going to be putting hold on, a hold on Team Q, which we had originally planned to launch May 15th. We'll keep you updated if things change here. So it looks like there might be a potential for changes. Who knows? But they're putting on hold for now indefinitely. We will be announcing all of this on Twitter this evening. This is today. I don't believe an announcement has gone out yet. As of tomorrow, you won't be able to queue on Realm uh, at all. Um, so definitely kind of canceled, postponed, um, and canceling slash pausing solo queue. And then lastly, with season 17 ranked changes, there's a lot of exciting content coming to the Apex for, to Apex for you to grind. Thank you for playing Realm, and we wish you the best in your esports career. As an aside, we will start paying you out over the next week or two, which again, respect that they're going to make sure that everyone's going to get paid out uh, and, and doing the right thing there. Now with that came, I, I, I that the screen check got tweeted. Um, again, I obviously won't share sources, but that was revealed to me as uh, you know a message that was that was by multiple sources. And um, I tweeted that that screenshot again, playing the role, of making sure the community can kind of understand. Realm then quote retweeted that tweet with a tweet of their own, and this was a bit of a shocker, I think, to me. And um, you know, came a bit out of left field. Um, we will dispel one rumor in the meantime, which is you know a good thing. Transparency is key. Don't let fake news fallout fool you, which 
alluding to the speculation that, you know, crypto or changes in crypto, or maybe this is crypto oriented based on, again, the description on their website, speaking of NFTs, all speculation. I kind of mentioned that speculation, but this decision has nothing to do with crypto. Uh, and I responded to that tweet. This is kind of the original message. There were lots of people working behind the scenes to try and make this not work out. If you look at the bottom of the screen, make this not work out. A lot of people working behind the scenes to make this not work out. So again, you wonder kind of what was the situation there? Who was trying to make this not work? So at some point we need to exit with some respect. So uh, alluding to exit, again, no word yet. And uh, ultimately we then invited Realm to, to join this podcast after that tweet saying, um, we'd love for you to have a chance. And I, if we, I don't know if we have that screenshot uh, of my reply or the tweet that we had back for them. We had, uh, we wish to kind of invite it on the, the podcast to kind of clear up and give transparency as to why that news came. Cause that was kind of obviously all came to a shocker to the community uh, to which uh, Faust, the CEO of, of Realm responded, Happy to talk. Can't tonight because he's busy, which is obviously understandable given it's a busy time right now with the announcement that went out. Um, so that's pretty much all we know. Look, at the end of the day, goal of this was not to necessarily uh, speculate or, um, or, 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 or assume or say what happened because we don't know definitively. We want to make sure to clarify that. But ultimately, I, I tweeted kind of, hey, Realm, we'd love to go live based on your tweet and let you dispel any other kind of rumors. He said, happy to, just not tonight as he's busy. So uh, obviously, I think they're working on a response. They said they're going to respond tonight. Response hasn't gone out. Um, but in the end, I think what we've just to summarize, because I know a lot of people join from Snipe downstream and elsewhere. I think the most important thing is we, we started the show sharing. Realm played an important role for this community. It gave people a chance to grind content. It gave people a competitive outlet. It was entertaining. It was fun to watch. I think there was a lot of excitement, generally speaking, tempo around that prospect and the growth and continued growth of Realm. And I personally thought that Realm was just heading in a positive direction. Lands were announced. Champions League was kind of le was was uh, was leaked, and um, the, this, the the news today certainly came to surprise for many. Thanks, Yeah, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to reply with there, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it was definitely a good thing. Uh, I wish it had continued at the very least for another week, so that pros are still able to play. Uh, some sort of rank system until uh, they can test out season 17. And then what happens if, like I said, season 17 doesn't turn out as well as, um, as well as we thought it would, right? Yep, exactly. And on that note too, that's kind of leading to, leading to what's next. You know, we've discussed a variety of things on the, on the show today. Uh, for those that did miss it, I actually missed it myself until just a couple hours ago. Uh, announcement came out today for season 17, what's to come. Here are some screenshots of some of the changes coming to World's Edge, which we've already kind of highlighted and discussed. Uh, Fragment's getting a bit of a rework, so it looks like there's some map changes. There's a new character in Ballistic. Here's the new and updated Fragment with the museum that's been shared. And then ultimately, the biggest piece of news is the season 17 ranked changes. I don't know if you have a screenshot of that, but that's a big one. Uh, Respawn has seemingly kind of responded to some of the criticism and feedback around the ranked experience with a variety of changes that I think are, are really, really important. And who knows whether or not they're going to be efficient. We'll kind of find that out here soon. Here it is. Um, a couple things for those that missed it. This is a source from MSN.com, Alexis Walker from MSN.com. Ranked points being removed. So the removal of RP replaced with ladder points aiming to put emphasis on winning the battle royale versus racking up kills, which was always the biggest criticism. Um, I don't think details are there yet, but ladder points makes me sit here like StarCraft, League of exactly. Legends-esque ladder League system. League of Legends, what, yeah, what that's the biggest thing. That's right. That's what I'm thinking of, where you gain. What's your, yeah, you, what's don't, your you, don't, you don't know how many, how much, like, in League, you either win, you win or you lose, but you 
based on your, I guess, hidden uh, MMR in League, we don't know if your loss is going to ca cause you to lose like 10 RP or if it's going to cause you to lose 30 RP. And same with the other way around. If you win, I've had games where I've won, but I've been in ELO hell. So I would gain like five points at a time and I would need to win like 20 times. But I've had it, uh, at, I've had situations where I've won once and I've gotten 25, point, 25 points. Um, so that all depends on your hidden uh, MMR, which we don't know what it'll be like. Um, just because the RP remove ladder points coming in is still very vague. Um, but hopefully it turns out well. Uh, we, we'll know fairly quickly, I think, within the first week or so. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, this, this is pretty massive. Like, I'm not going to lie. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't have said rank changes were going to come this, this split. Um, I think the feedback has been critical for some time, but I think really Realm is what put some, you know, really uh, a lot of eyeballs and a magnifying glass on the conversation. And I thought that was going to be kind of reacted to, and usually it takes a, a split or two or a season or two to kind of respond. So all those changes are pretty significant. If we can actually go back to that screenshot, um, ladder points is important, but there's a couple other important, important notes here I want to read. Matchmaking will be based on skill, not rank. Uh, so no longer are you queued with you know, platinum versus platinum. Based on your skill level, you're going to play players against your skill. So smurfing, um, you know, trying to uh, uh, play with people higher level than you, there, there's going to be a little more balance there. That's what I read. Splits have been removed. No more splits. Rank will reset per season. So you have a chance to grind for the entirety of the season, not have to worry about not hitting masters because the split's going to come. You have the entirety of the season, which I personally think it's a, a welcome change. Uh, this is a big one. Minimum required account level is 50. So that is obviously a direct response tempo to, to cheaters trying to make sure that people just can't make smurf accounts and cheat ranked. I, I'm, I am wary of that one, though, because we've had, even though, what was it, 20 before? We've had yeah. accounts that are lower than 20 still queue up for masters rank lobbies oh, wow. through cheating, through hacks, right? So <laughs> Additional I, mean, hacks. I hope it works, uh, but yeah, you never know. Yep, that's, and that's aggressive too. Look, I mean, it takes a while to grind to 50. It takes a while to grind to 20. And, and that actually, I think, might send, might have a negative repercussion. We talked about the, the player funnel, making sure that casual players can then become competitive players by playing ranked. Uh, you have to get to level 50 to do that. I, you know, y'all, but I might give up and stop. I want to play ranked. Getting to 50 is an actual grinding commitment. I might be like, I'm, you know, done at level 30. I'm not going to keep doing this. And if I'm a new player to Apex, I just want to, uh, personally, I only play ranked modes in games, League of Legends or others. Uh, and the fact that it takes so long to get there might be a deterrent. So I actually think that one's a little bit interesting, especially because there's cheats that can bypass that to your point. Uh, now you can't get KP by killing a player more than once. means people can't boost with beacons. So that avoids boosters uh, is what they're trying to do there. Provisional matches have been added. You know, again, back to the League of Legends system, there's provisional matches. Um, I'm guessing what that means is the provisional matches that will then place you in a rank as opposed to just like the hard grind from rookie or, or bronze yeah. all the way up. Is that how you read that? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's exactly what League has, right? Player ten, you play your ten uh, promo matches at the very start of the season. Sometimes you wind up in bronze, depending on who you were secretly matched up against. Sometimes you're placed in gold, depending on how many games you win. Um, so yeah, that's what I see that as. Yep, agreed. So that uh, I think that's a healthy win. And then lastly, entry cost is now the same for all ranks. That's a huge change. Obviously, addressing I think a lot of the pro feedback of uh, predator level masters level entry being significant 
and then immediately, um, you know, making it super hard to kind of continue to grind. It's gonna be the same for all ranks. I, I don't know what that's gonna be. If it's gonna be less or more, or what that looks like. Obviously, it'd probably be less if it's the same. Yeah, you wouldn't see a, a gold or a silver player losing a significant amount of points. So you assume that's gonna be in the lower amount. Big changes, welcome changes, and let's wrap up. I want to make sure we're respectful of the conversation. Look, uh, for those that just tuned in, we did a variety of things. We obviously talked about the importance of Realm and the community, which filled that middle tier gap, and also just a content gap, giving pros a chance to compete, which I think was really healthy for the scene. The fact that they were investing in the community and giving pros a chance to compete for prize pools. There were land tournaments. I mean, that's all that's all positive. So I don't think by any means there's a lot of you know, negative negativity going around. Um, with that said, um, with that said, obviously some questions around. Um, you know, their backing and where the money was coming from and a lot of the money that was being poured in, which I think is fair to ask. Ultimately, we can't speculate, uh, or I guess we can speculate, but we don't know for sure until, you know, Realm comes around and, and shares what happened, what went wrong. It seemed like they were riding a high. Every player, the brand equity was phenomenal. They truly at the heart and center of every pro player in the Apex scene. And then all of a sudden today, the news came, a lot of speculation as to why that news came. What was their business model? How are they planning to recoup the significant costs from their uh, their investors, which were crypto backed, but just because they were crypto backed does not necessarily make them an inherently bad company. Um, so I think that's important to understand in the grand scheme of things here. So we won't know until they come out and make a statement. Uh, overall, though, I want to wrap up tempo with how do we fill this void? Um, I mean, this is an important void. What can we do as a community to now give pros a chance to compete and play for more? You've been at the forefront of this for the Apex community, which is why I wanted to bring you on today for a long time. What do we need to fill this void and grow the Apex community as a result? Is the rank, are the rank changes enough or do we need more than that? I think if the rank system goes how I'm hoping it'll go after reading those changes, I think that could possibly be enough because um, then all of a sudden everyone has access to this rank system, right? And the, the people who are genuinely good and talented at the game without needing to put in a ton of, like without it just being a straight up hours grind, um, will eventually get to the top and then they'll be recognized by orgs, by other pro players, and then they'll get their shot, right? Um, so if the game, if the rank system itself is good, then I think that starts to fill that void. Obviously, uh, you outside of ALGS, you still want tournaments uh, in between during the weekdays and things like that. Um, and I think the biggest loss is when a major land happens, and then all of a sudden you have like a two month downtime before the next ALGS, right? So that's where uh, tournaments can come in um, and run with full visibility to all the viewers. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You know, ranked is one thing. And look, at the end of the day, ranked has played a role and helped people like his Watson and many have dropped in Rogue and many others. Um, you know, grow or, or fill content within the scene and get noticed. Sykes, a lot of players have come, come from the kind of a ranked grinding side of things. But with that said, you're right. It can't just be ranked. Um, I think third-party tournaments, time between tournaments is crucial. And uh, whether or not third parties can be can thrive and be, be accepted um, in this ecosystem is really, really important. So with that said, uh, a massive thank you for everything that you do, Tempo, to fill that void with weekly tournaments, weekly leagues, weekly competitions. Oversight has been amazing for that. And I've seen a ton of feedback from Reddit and others of like, I just miss oversight. I miss the weekly pro teams playing with each other competitions. You know, Realm was fun. It was great individual content for individual Q. It was funny to watch. It was entertaining for a lot of ways. But in terms of esports and the growth of Apex esports, um, we were all excited for Team Q, which is now indefinitely postponed. But I think we all can, you know, unanimously agree we need more team based Apex esports competitions. And obviously, Oversight provided that. But not just Oversight. Look, um, 
if 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 there's any world where third party land events could be hosted by the community for the community if right now algs has three events in london there has not been a north american event in 2023 and there's none announced in the foreseeable future um there's a lot of community members that are passionate there are a lot of partners and sponsors that at the end of the day would love for a chance to support the apex community we saw that with the apex rising charity pro-am we had panasonic we had red we had a few others that were involved in that in that event um and and you have things like the his and hers tournaments that are supporting the middle tier the apex rising tournaments that are supporting the middle tier so i think there's a huge opportunity for all of us to come together tempo you guys are doing that with oversight can, can we partner with you on the apex rising side all the content that's being displayed uh, and, and see if we can do something miraculous for this community so um, no promises on that front. Fingers crossed we can pull something amazing off for this community and fill the void, especially in North America, that is no land tournaments in 2023 and the two-month kind of gap between the May 7th regional final this weekend and the July 15th split two playoffs. And who knows when Champs is. Champs has not been announced yet, but a lot of you know discussions around August, September. Is that going to be another two-month void? Is there a chance that we could... Um, you know, uh, find a way to kind of fill that void of what was what has been shared overall. We'll find out if there's an opportunity to kind of fill that gap, fill that void, and um, if we can do that as a community, that's a that's a big win. Tempo, any final thoughts on your end as we wrap up? Um, well, for one thing, I guess scrims are starting back up tomorrow for NA regionals. Um, as of right now, we've got 18 out of the 20 teams signed up, 19 out of the 20 starting Wednesday, um, and that's just due to availability of those pro teams. Um, after regional finals start, or after regional finals ends, um, like you said, there's a two, not, or two month, May, June, yeah, two month gap between uh, regionals and LAN. So international scrims will start closer to the, closer to mid, mid, mid June, because practicing two months of 300 ping scrims is <laughs> not ideal for anyone. Um, so yeah, scrims coming up for both regionals. And then now everyone has an idea of when international scrims will start. We've already started to pull in a lot of the players who are, uh, APAC South and South America who have all of their players already qualified, um, as well as APAC North, um, EMEA and NA teams who have, who are essentially hundred percent qualified. We've started to pull everyone in and the plan over the next, uh, three weeks ish is to kind of run polls, figure out what players want to do. Um, we do have data from previous international scrims on which servers work the best for everyone. Um, we got to figure out the groups, et cetera. But uh, yeah, scrims will keep chugging on. Uh, and you guys can look forward to that in the meantime. And I guess here's to hoping that the season 17 rank system is in in execution as good as it looks on paper. Yep. I'm into that. And I think we, we could all agree on paper looks fantastic. Really excited for season 17. The ranked grind will continue. International scrims will soon follow. And in the interim, thank you for all that you do for the community tempo. I think we all owe you a big, a big W, a big thank you for being a community leader that's been here every step of the way through all of the third parties that have come in and all of the ups and downs of various events and support for the pro scene. You've been the rock and the staple of this community. So we're beyond grateful for the role that you play for the scene. And at the end of the day, that's great. International scrims will be great. Um, if, if we can all come together as a community, step up right now, because at the end of the day, I'll tell you right now, I've had a chance to be a part of a few different esports. 
if the community does not step up and support grassroots, grassroots by the community for the community efforts, um, then it's hard for an esport to last and grow. Fighting in community is the best in the business at it. The Counter-Strike community has done a phenomenal job with regional grassroots community tournaments and third-party events that are run. Dota has done the same thing. League has done the same thing. I think at the end of the day, yes, we can rely and, and, and hope for third parties like Realm or GLL or others to come in and fund it and finance it. But clearly, history has repeated itself and shown that that is not sustainable. So at the end of the day, what remains? Tempo. We, we remain, the community remains. So it's up to us as a community to bond to get fingers crossed that we have a chance to do that. More to come on that soon. I think there's a lot of discussions happening behind the scenes. I can't share anything or promise anything definitively. I can share that Temple and I are having active discussions with a variety of other community leaders and members of this scene to try and see if we could fill that void and support uh, the growth of competitive Apex and Apex Esports by the community or the community efforts off of the amazing foundation that we currently have. Temple, on that? You to go. Uh, no, um, yeah, I, I'm glad to be here. Um, wouldn't have been possible without the trust from all the all the pros, all the content creators, and everyone I've worked with uh, up until now. Um, again, the biggest the, big, the biggest thing that happened was originally scrims and everything was done part time, uh, just because I had a, a teaching gig. Uh, but when the time came, uh, reps. Um, Hal and Snipe gave the vouch, uh, and then eventually I got brought onto TSM, uh, which allowed me to quit my teaching gig uh, and then go full full time. So in a sense, they're the one ones responsible for all of this. It's insane. We're lucky for them. We're lucky to have you in the scene, and ultimately the future is bright. I think overall, uh, you know, the Apex Legends community is when that's absolutely true. Big shot again to my staff for all that he does for, this, for the community, for the scene. Thank you again for joining and having the chance to break it down. I think, look, before we wrap up with Tempo, um, I want to also say, like, look, I, for those that missed the beginning of the show, it was also great to just hear a different side of you. You know, I think people see a few things in pockets. They see a tweet from you, a clip from you, um, having you fully on the show to dispel rumors and myths that were floating around. I mean, there were, there were rumors floating around that you were against Realm, and I, in every conversation with you, had never heard that. You were, you were very outwardly saying... Realm, as long as they are legitimately paying players and, and, and investing in the scene and giving players a chance to make a career, you support that. It's content for the scene. And um, there were rumors that you, you thought they were stepping on your toes for oversight and scrims. I think you debunked that today. So thank you for that. Ultimately, we want to make sure that we, you know, we support platforms that are going to help to support the, the growth of the scene, the growth of players. And every step of the way, whether it's been GLL or ESA or Series E or Realm, you've played with every single and make sure to work closely every third party event organizer, whether it's an official co company or us with the event that we did or others. Uh, so thank you for dispelling that kind of rumor as well. And thank you again for all that you do. We'll wrap shot to Tempo. Everyone, please show some love to Tempo. And thank you so much everyone for watching. This is look, obviously a big day for the Apex scene, a big void that uh, is now gonna exist. We are all enjoying wait, daily realm competitions, pros playing with different pros and competing in this platform. Who knows who can fill that void and how to fill it, but if anyone can do it, it's the community and it's people like Tempo and others that are stepping up to do third-party events. So conversations need to happen. We need to unify the community because of together. If we can have a chance to do that, if we can bring everyone together and see uh, in any way, shape or form, whether it's tournaments, tournaments or scrims or oversight, how we can fill that void. Uh, you better believe there's a lot of work happening behind the scenes to do that. And I'm um, you know, excited to share some more, have some details. Thank you so much for watching everybody. Uh, great discussion overall, and hopefully we debunked some myths and clarified the overall status of things. Obviously, waiting for an response from Realm. That's what the future holds. 
I think still TBD. Fingers crossed there's good news coming. But until then, we'll, of course, continue covering the Apex team with any content we can, any third-party tournaments, any events that can help support the growth of competitive Apex Legends. The future is bright. Let's all work together to make Apex not a five-year esport, but a 10- or 15-year esport. Because, God damn, this game is way too good not to have that. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. We appreciate you. Have a good one, and we'll, text you. we'll catch you next time this Sunday night for Apex After Hours. Bye, everybody.